Welcome to a special edition of the Blue Collar Nation podcast, where Eric and Larry bring you the best and brightest minds in the blue collar world to help us weather this unprecedented storm. And now, on to the show. Hello, this is Larry from the Blue Collar Nation, and I'm here with my sidekick. I'm your sidekick. (laughs) Kind of popped in my head right there. You like it. Tech Whisperer. (laughs) Mr. Eric Sprague, how are you, Mr. Tech Whisperer? Doing I'm doing well great. I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, actually, these uh, these podcasts that are helping with the way the times are with this virus is changing the world a little bit. Yeah. Have been very helpful with many people. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of feedback in the last few days about that, and I'm really happy about it. So. Yeah, the experts that are coming on the show are making a big difference, and we've got another expert here today. We're very happy about we've got josh zolan from windy city equipment who wrote the book blue is the new white and we're happy to see you today Great book I'm thank sorry. you guys I, I appreciate you uh having me on and uh and actually calling me an expert uh that's pretty cool in itself so <laughs> hey you are, oh, you josh. earned it josh you did the work and now you're an expert so. exactly you've got your book and you've got a following and you you have a company that's doing great we're looking forward to see how things are going and how have things been going with the uh, in light of the times right now? How is it going with Windy City Equipment? Uh, yeah, so I mean, as we all know, uh, it's a it's a tough time for everybody right now, uh, including us. You know, it's uh, it's tough out there. Josh, could, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. Could you tell everybody what Windy City Equipment does? Because I think you know there a lot of guys in other trades won't know what you guys do. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, Windy City Equipment, we repair uh, and maintain. Uh, commercial kitchen equipment, HVAC, and refrigeration, primarily for restaurants. Yeah. Yep. So it's a very hard hit right now. Yeah, yeah, and and like I was telling you guys earlier, you know, we we were in a, a little bit of a fortunate situation, being that uh, about seventy five percent of our business is quick service restaurants, uh, who are also still down in in sales. Yeah. Um, you know, but they don't rely on their dining room as heavily as some of these other. Uh, you know, casual places do sit down places. So uh, even though we have seen a hit, you know, and it's been a bit of a struggle, uh, we are still pushing forward. Um, we also take care of uh, uh, some hospitals and healthcare facilities and uh, government facilities as well. So got a healthy mix in there. Uh, but like everybody, like the rest of the world, uh, business is tough, you know, yeah, and, absolutely. and that's what it is. So what are you guys doing then to try to, I mean, the buzzword right now is pivot. Everybody's pivoting. <laughs> you know, Larry and I, back in the day during the Great Recession, we just called that figuring out what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And, and that's what it is, really, is, um, you know, let, let's call it what it is. This, this kind of, you know, took everybody by surprise, and, and a lot of us were caught with our pants down because, you know, a lot of us, uh, the economy has been very good for, for uh, quite some time. And, and, you know, a lot of companies were cruising right along. And, and the last thing on their mind was a, a surprise recession, you know, because of uh, some kind of an outbreak. I mean, that was just the furthest thing the you know, from anybody's thought. The last thing anybody thought. expected, isn't that yeah. crazy? Oh, I mean, three months ago or, or Christmas time, everybody is just like, this thing is just humming. We yep. are moving. Yep. And I'm hearing that from everybody too, you know, that uh, their business was, was, was really going steady. They thought that this was the year and, and us included. I mean, this felt like the first year that we didn't make a major change. We didn't switch software. You know, we didn't do something to disrupt what we had going on and we were just smooth sailing. 
you know, and then, and then March came around and it was like, wait, what, yeah. what happened? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. and I think us, I mean, maybe this is just an American mindset too. It's like, you know, we see things going on in China and you're thinking far away, you know, what is that going to have to do with us? And cause we're also burrowed in our business too. I think. Yep. Yeah. 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 We all are, especially, you know, in, in the trades and the blue collar work. I mean, everybody's, everybody's just, they're happy to go to work, Yeah, you know, and, and that's, that's what it is. That's my whole team's mindset as well. And, um, you know, so it really, uh, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that we've pivoted, uh, but we've definitely changed a few things internally and processes and procedures and, you know, and, and there are some people out there and myself included that, you know, uh, perform really well, I think when their back is against the wall, you know, I've kind of always been that way, you know, in high pressure situations is, is when I, I truly shine. And I think that's, that's because you're a stunt man. There you go. Come on. That's all that goes through my head. What better training is is there than that? (laughs) Yeah, no. And, and you know what, you could be right. Cause I did grow up in a, in an environment that one inch to the left, one inch to the right could mean your life. Yeah, you know, and so absolutely. I had to kind of look at every situation that way. Um, but that's, that's a good point. I never really thought about that. But uh, <laughs> Dude, you were, you were bred for this. Uh, we were yeah, so right. impressed when you said that the first time you were on. We're like, he's a stuntman. That is so cool. Gosh, we could have talked about you being a stuntman like for the whole hour of the last podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. We, we, might have to do that. we might have to do that. Well. Yeah. yeah, one of these days, you know, when this is all over, let's, let's sit down and I'll tell you the whole story. It's, right. uh, it's fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so my point in that is that, you know, I think there's a lot of business owners out there with the same mindset that as soon as they saw that this was going to be a problem, they immediately jumped to action, you know, and, and out of instinct, that's what I did as well. So, you know, the first thing that I did in my company is I put out a message to the entire organization, uh, and everybody in it and, um, basically just said, Hey, you have, you've all been watching the news. You all see what's happening. And, you know, as a, as a nation, we don't know what's going to happen. But as your CEO, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here. You know, and that's, that's what I think we all need to remember is that, you know, we don't, especially as leaders, we don't need to have all the answers. We just need to be in control of ourselves so we can better control our surroundings. And that's what people resonate with. That's what makes people more comfortable because well, there's you're so communicating much unknown. with them immediately. Yeah. You're yeah. not sitting in your office going, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to tell everybody? You're telling them what you know. Yeah. Good yeah. or bad. You there's know, so yeah. much unknown as it is. Right. And people are afraid of the unknown. So, um, you know, why not at least, uh, give somebody something to know for a day, for an hour, for a week, you know, whatever, uh, whatever it is, but that's, you know, that was the first step that, uh, you know, that I took in, in the company and, and it really, leadership. it really resonated with everyone. I mean, I, people thanked me profusely and, you know, um, and, and I hope that a lot of other companies did the same thing as well, because, you know, when, when your employees don't know what's going on, then, then you might have a real problem on your hands. No, that was one of the first thing that many people are saying. I don't can even, everybody was saying, just communicate with your guys, yeah. um, even by, twice a day, just let him know what's going on. If it's really tenuous in your area. I mean, some of the guys in Seattle, they had nothing going on. 80% of their business dropped from one week to the next. 
And that's where he was communicating, communicating because they appreciate it. It puts them at ease. Yeah. Which is well, a great least, idea. You know, it, it shows that you, <clears throat> even if you don't have an answer, Josh, it showed that you care about them. That's yeah. le- that's leadership. <laughs> that's what that is. You know, I mean, you call it whatever you want, but that's being a good leader. That's yeah. what people need. So what right. moves have you made? So you said, you know, this is what's going to happen here. What is happening there? Yeah. So, um, you know, we rearranged a few things, you know, one of the first things in, in my industry, the restaurant industry, you know, that was changed is a lot of our customers uh, got rid of their PM contracts, you know, the PM contracts were stopped and then their capital expenditures were stopped. So uh, uh, the regular work and the, uh, and the big work, right. The, the installs, things like that uh, were completely, um, you know, fell by the wayside and, and with the exception of a few, but so the first thing that I did is, uh, you know, I took my PM crew and I dispersed them uh, across the company, you know, uh, in a training role. Now they get the shadow technicians that are out there working in these restaurants. Uh, you know, they even do get to go with the install crew for projects that we already had existing that weren't canceled, um, things like that. So, uh, and then I took basically, you know, as soon as the news hit, you, you knew there was a million things to do, right? And, uh so I, I tried to empower my team by giving everybody additional tasks uh, all through the office, all through the field, you know, made people responsible for, for certain things that I knew needed to be done. Uh, because number one, their original workload is a little bit lower as it is, you know, and so uh, not only did they get to increase their workload, but also feel good doing it because they know that it's directly benefiting the company in the short term. So Josh, are those projects that you've been wanting to do forever and just never had the time or the bandwidth or whatever to do. Is that kind of what we're talking about? Um, not so much. I do hear that a lot, you know, that this is the time to, uh, no. you know, to, to use, to get those projects done and, and stuff like that. And I'm sprinkling a little bit of that in there, but really the bulk of it is, uh, you know, things that, uh, need to be done in light of all of this, you know, because of all of this, okay. uh, you know, we need to, to have a, a closer eye on collections, for instance. And, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, well, you don't want to ask for money in a time like this. And no, you, you don't want to ask for money in a time like this, but you want to communicate. Yeah. And so if I can totally. empower three or four more people in the company to keep those lines of communication open with the customers, yeah. you know, all the better when it ends. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Now you said something off off camera. Uh, you said you hired a new marketer, so I'd like to to hear about that because that goes in line with a couple of experts that we've had on recently. Sean Van Dyke being one. You know, Sean said the first thing I do is double down on my marketing and hiring my next best you know group of employees. And it sounds like you're kind of you've done both of those things. So I'd like to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, I put out a video not long ago uh, about a couple of things that we need to remember to do in this in this current situation. One of them was breathe. Um, the The other one was look for opportunities. You know, as guilty as as I may feel saying that, because I know that there's a lot of people struggling mightily right now with everything that's going on. It's so difficult to find and and even want to look for the opportunity. Right? You got this tennis match in your head between. Uh, optimism and utter defeat. So, uh, but one of the opportunities that I see is uh, in the marketing space. Um, 
you know, this industry in particular was always, and I think I said this to you, was always kind of a white space. And now it's just a completely blank canvas. And it presents an opportunity for us to really connect with our, with our audience, with our network, with our customers, uh, build and maintain new and existing relationships with people because we're all in this together. Everybody is feeling the pain. So there's an immediate connection with basically everybody, you know, and when you're talking about connecting with everybody, you're talking about marketing, you know, which is right. completely different than sales. So um, that was my thought process behind it, you know, and I happened to, uh, I, I hired a guy for a, a freelance gig to shoot one of our um, company videos uh, not long ago for like our, our picnic, you know, our annual picnic at Top Golf and it was awesome. And this kid did a, he did a stellar job. I mean, it was unbelievable when I got the finished product. Cause I told him, I said, eh, this is just for fun, you know, just throw it together. And this thing looked like a, a Hollywood commercial for, for Windy City equipment and Top Golf and the food that they serve there. And I was like, holy cow, you know, this blew me away. So I offered him a job and, uh, That's smart, man. yeah. And he, and he took it and, um, you know, and he took it for the right reasons. You know, he, he believes in the mission. He believes in, in, you know, what we're all pushing for you and, and Eric and Larry, you know, uh, about, you know, blue collar mindset and the opportunities in it and stuff like that. So the message. Exactly. And, uh, and so I, before all this happened, I offered him the job and then after it happened, he accepted the job. And so I had that tennis match in my head. And then I said, you know what, this is a perfect time because, the best way to connect with anyone is on an emotional level. And there's never been more emotion floating around the same emotion between everybody right now. So that's the thought process behind it. And uh, I'm excited to get to work on Monday is when he starts uh, to really start, you know, making a push. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, in the same vein, I mean, Larry and I did it ourselves, but we were a pretty new business in 2008 when the recession hit and we were not prepared <laughs> for that, you know, cause we didn't have a big client base and all that. And, you know, every, a lot, we were watching a lot of guys who had a lot more experience than us and had been in our industry a lot longer kind of giving up and in being defeated. And Larry and I kind of looked at each other and were like, we're going for broke. We're going to, we're going to triple our marketing. We're going to, you know, if we don't have work, we're going to knock on doors all day long. And that's what we did. And it was really interesting to us as kind of newer entrepreneurs then that as things started to lift and as the economy started to build back up, we were just growing and growing and growing and growing because we had built that foundation during the hard times of marketing. And we might not have gotten much work out of it, but we were laying a foundation to be, have work down the road. And a lot of the people that, you know, kind of were a lot further down the road than us. They, they didn't even make it they, because I they think, do the mindset thing. They gave up. Yeah. I think what you're saying, what you said in connecting on an emotional level is really a big deal. That's a, you know, that hits it right on the, on the, the, the center. And that's, but yeah. I guess my point is when we started out and we were brand new, we were connecting with people on an emotional level because we were brand new. We were motivated. We were green. We were making it happen. So that base was connected on the most level. When you do it for many years, maybe you lose that little edge when you're brand new. So I think that might've helped us. And mm -hmm. if we connect on an emotional level with the people that we haven't been able to connect with, 
the new people we will connect with, and then just doing social media on people we don't even know who we're connecting with necessarily. That's valuable. So I'm taking that away as a big takeaway. Well, I'm assuming, Josh, too, as you and your new marketing guy get into this, people have, unfortunately, more time now than they probably have ever had. And the inroads to reaching those people might be easier now, I would think. Yeah. I don't know if that's your mindset. It is. And I've already seen it. You know, I, I've, so I'm part of uh, like RIFMA, uh, Regional Facility or Restaurant Facility Management Association and a couple other associations and uh, in the industry. And it, it, it's much easier to um, not only get a hold of people, but to invoke a response. And, and really, you know, I think the key is you don't have to sell anything. You don't have right. to pitch anything. All you have to do is reach out and say, hey, you know, thinking about you in this time. I know it's tough for everyone. Uh, hoping you and your family are staying safe. Wishing you guys the best, you know. And usually people will, will respond and just say, hey, thank you so much. Same to you. And now you immediately have a connection with them. And, and so when this is all over, that's the door is wide open for you to say, hey, how are you doing? Did you weather the storm? What's going on with you? You know, and then just continue the conversation from there. Because it boils down to the relationship, right? Not the transaction. And, totally. 100%. And, and that's, and that's it, you know? Um, so that, that's the way that I'm, I'm definitely looking at it. The other thing that I, I did want to bring up because I think this is really important and it often gets forgotten. Um, but because we're in the middle of everything right now, it's so vital that you make a plan for when something like this happens again, because right now you're in the thick of it. You know what you're seeing, you know what you're doing, you know the result of what's happening, you know, and, and you know what steps you have to take or what steps are the wrong steps because you've taken them in a matter of two days, knowing that they're wrong and then did something else. So everybody out there in business or even in their personal life should be writing, writing down, and that's what I have here, is an entire plan for when this happens again, because it won't be the last time. And not, not to say the next time is going to be a virus, but an economic collapse of some kind something, is bound yeah, to something happen. Something that happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you're reading the literature, it's saying it will probably happen fall, winter again, 2020, 2021. So, okay, you kind of get back going, you get moving and grooving, you're feeling good again. But, you know, there might be, maybe not to this degree, but there could be another slowdown over the winter. You should be preparing for that. You know, that's what I'm telling my coaching clients too. You know, it's like, okay, great. You know, you're going to get busier, but you got to weather the next storm. Even if it's smaller and shorter, you still got to weather it, you know? Um, And, you know, it's, it's interesting that you were talking about it because I've been telling my coaching clients and cleaning restoration, basically the same thing, Larry as well. You know, we're telling them, reach out to your clients, ask them if they're doing okay. Ask them if they need anything. Don't pitch anything to them you don't need to because if you're the only company that's calling them just to see if they're okay they're going to remember that and reward you in the long run you know um we had jim bardwell on the other day and he you know he's reaching out to referral uh, guys via text just saying hey you got this like just being that little bit of positivity every day like hey you can do this you've you've got this and I think that's just wise counsel on your part to, to, to do it that way. So, 
Well, and the, and the side effect from that is, is even more important, I think, because of the, like, for example, let's take a look at the relationships that you've built in the past, right? And how close those relationships have gotten. Uh, in a time like this, you can call on those relationships for help because you've been helping them for so long or vice versa. You know, I can't tell you how many people I reached out to in my industry, you know, uh, when, when all of this happened and just said, hey, you know, this is the situation. I mean, my customers even that I have a, a very close relationship with, um, one of them, we're one of the only one of five vendors in the entire country that they're continuing to pay. They're ceasing payment to everybody else. Uh, another one gave us more locations in an outside market that we uh, that we're in, but they hadn't given us any locations in yet. And because of this, they said, you know, we don't want you going anywhere. Here's the rest of our locations. That's great. And, you know, and we're seeing that more and more. But that's the power of relationships. So if you start those relationships now, which is the hardest part, um, you know, it, it'll pay tenfold down the road. Yeah. But um, bottom line is, you, know, you, you were talking earlier about, you know, people who are being really optimistic and then, you know, you could turn around and be completely defeatist a minute later. But in reality, you know, all of that is really out of most of our control. So it even just feels better to go do the work and just to be optimistic and say, I'm going to go at this with the mindset that if I do everything I can, it will work out in the end, you know, because becoming defeatist, even though we all feel it at different times during each day, I'm sure it doesn't get us anywhere. There's no, there's no end to it. There's no end game to it. Whereas if you just say, well, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can in my power. And if nothing else, at the end of every day, I feel better yeah. because I didn't leave anything on the field. I just did everything I could. I mean, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with that a hundred percent because, you know, and, and right now, especially like, for example, the work on the street is, is slowed down. Right. But I feel like I'm busier than I've ever been. You know, and that's because my, you know, my mind is remaining optimistic. And so I have checklists of things that, okay, this is an opportunity to do this, to do that, to, the, to do this. And, you know, I'm punching away on my laptop at night, you know, in bed and, and, and everybody should really use this as, as like you said, be, get into the right mindset and make sure that you can feel accomplished at the end of every day, because then that just creates a snowball effect. You know, you want to be just as accomplished, if not more, the next day, and it helps reinforce that that positive mindset, and and it ensures that by the time we're all said and done with this, that you'll have accomplished everything that you possibly could, and and that's kind of my thing, right? Is as long as I gave it my all, and and really feel like I I gave it a hundred percent effort, then you know, let the cards fall where they may at that point. Exactly. Exactly. Well, no, Josh, we don't want to, we know you're busy. We don't want to take too much of your, your day up, but thank you so much for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. I think you had some really good information that anybody in any trade could use. So thank yeah, you. a lot of people are gonna get some good takeaways. Thank you very much, Josh. Awesome. Thank you guys for everything that you do and, uh, and for having me on the show and good luck with it all. And good luck to all your, all your viewers and listeners out there. Perfect. Wonderful. Thanks, Josh. You, buddy. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www. 
morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.